we decided to do this podcast for a couple reasons. One, the three of us have been friends for a long time, and we find ourselves getting together to... We, we work on projects together, but we get together really just to talk. We end up hanging out and having these really great conversations that stem from each of our individual passions, but we end up doing a combination of things like venting to each other, but also listening and helping and sometimes providing advice and sometimes arguing about topics to get to a better result. I mean... It's called being friends. Yeah, but it I, But it, it's different from... Think a lot of the other friendships that we may have in life, where it's my ideal definition of a friendship. I agree with that. We actually do stuff together. We we help each other, and we help each other progress. and And we're also good at just just being with one another. Why is it your ideal friendship? Because we're actually honest with each other about how we feel, both with personal things and professional things. We can equally like, have fun and just be assholes around each other. And like it's we have a, a relationship of depth, right? And that's what life is. And I have other friendships where the conversations we have really don't become as vulnerable or, uh, or go into as much depth. Um, and that's fine, but ideally I would want uh, substance in all of my relationships. Well, I think the common thing between the three of us is we're all we all work in creative fields in our own right, and uh, you know nobody really. I don't mean this in a bad way, but nobody really knows you guys as far as the audience uh, that's probably going to watch this. Which are oh, our mom band. will be listening, Matt. Well, okay. So outside of our circle, though, outside of your circle, but no. Included. My point is, I want I want people to understand who you guys are a little bit because I think you're very inspiring people and I think other people should know about you guys too and what you're doing. So that's another, for me, that's a motivation for this podcast is everything that I like to do in my life, I, I like to share with the, with people. Right. And luckily um, I'm in a band that has a lot of really cool fans that are interested in what me and my bandmates do. So this is a great opportunity to share a real friendship, as you said, but also share the things that I'm learning from you guys with other people. Yeah, And, right. and I don't want to repeat those things. You guys should talk about the things that, that, that you're good at and that you like to do. You and, know? and I think it's cool that, as you said, you know, there's some overlap in what we do in the, in the sense that you and Justin are working on some fitness programming together. You and I have shared drum students in the past, so things like that. But at the same time, all three of us are building our own separate things, bringing in our own individual experiences and unique strengths and sharing it uh, through a very clear mission with the world. So I think it's nice that we're not all stuck in the same project together. Right, this yeah. is one project that we can do together, but through it, we can really help each other and explore our own paths in this world. For sure. It and definitely helps me. Something else that we, we did talk about was that we think there are others out there that don't have a circle like the circle that we're so fortunate to have. So if we can get together and versus us just sitting around discussing each issue with one another, if we can broadcast our conversations, we think people will be able to pull many nuggets that well, they can get use. people involved. With, right. And, and yeah. so we did this a few times, right, to go back. This is like the sixth time that we tried this. And we kept refining it, trying to get it to a point where we felt comfortable actually releasing it. it we felt it needed to be 
at at least at a certain level of professional, something of that nature. And providing value first and foremost. You got to chew. <laughs> All right. So I agree. Um, and I think we did. We, I'm glad that we, we were smart enough to know not to just release the first thing we did. Although that is something that I think we've all struggled with in the past of just getting started. There's this, there's this uh, fine line you walk between putting something out there and saying, fuck it, and just whatever happens, happens. Right. And then there's this, I think, a responsibility that we have to ourselves to decide if it's something that we can stand behind. And for me personally, I really wasn't ready to release the first two podcasts because it's a learning experience. So doing this is, is an exercise in self-awareness, I think. Right. Because you're you're under the microscope big time. You know, you're hearing your voice, you're hearing yourself express opinions on things and talk about things. And at least for me, uh, it's kind of new in this context. In and that it's uniquely personal for you? Uh, it's just different than, than like the kinds of things that I've listened to myself discuss. You know, when I do, if I do interviews or if I talk about the band, it's things that in a way, all of us in the band sort of know how to answer. We all have talked about what the answers are in advance so that everyone's on the same page. It's some, it's, it's not completely raw. But Whereas, it's also redundant questions. You've answered it so many times, you've now refined it. Unfortunately. You've gotten good at it. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, right. yeah. I mean, it's, been, it's amazing when you, when you encounter uh, an interviewer who comes up with awesome questions. The it's good so journalist. much fun. Right, the it's good so, journalist. And, and I'm not saying that any, but any journalist who's interviewed the band is, is bad by any means. Right. But there's a lot of frequently asked questions. Sure. That's a good thing because it means it's, it's stuff that people want to know. But it's always fun right. when you get a question that is a little bit more uh, just creative and different. So in that regard, because that doesn't happen very much, I don't really get to talk off the cuff. Right. And just have a conversation that's being recorded. I don't think many people do. So it's just, it takes a little getting used to. And I think, as I said, it's an exercise in self-awareness because we hear things. I know that in listening to our previous stuff, I didn't like the way that I came off. I felt like I was a little bit too heavy-handed, if that makes sense. In what or, way? Because I didn't really feel it. But also, I experience you in a different way that you experience you. I think I'm just extremely sensitive to things that I've been told about myself in the past that have affected others, not necessarily in a positive way. So um, with my band, I mean, hopefully it's okay to talk about this, but you know, when you, when you have a, a family or a group of friends, everybody has a different dynamic and you're in this multi-directional relationship where everyone can affect everybody in a linear way. You know what I mean? Like it's like I start something, then it hits the next person, then it hits the next person, and everybody's own triggering kind of uh, kind of moves from one to the next in a unique manner for every person. Right, right. And what I really was told over many, many years from the, these guys in my band that I really trust is that I tend to be, uh, <laughs> I can be the guy that triggers it all, and I send a wave through the band. And if it's really, if I'm in a really positive, good mood then it's usually a really positive, funny, uplifting vibe and everybody's cool. But if it's a bad mood or if it's something that's negative, it affects the group negatively. That's really interesting because at dinner maybe a week ago, we were talking about different projects and businesses and where we see our strengths. And we were both saying taking more of that bird's eye view. And for you, with a lot of the projects you're a part of, you kind of help facilitate people. Mm -hmm. And... In a way, I see 
that that parallel in what you're describing now in that in a sense, you're kind of like a North Star in a sense, where maybe you have this influence. I mean, you're saying that oftentimes your mood may dictate the, yeah, the vibe I think, of the group. I think I have a very strong personality, and in a group setting, that strong personality can sometimes come off in a way that is influential, but not necessarily in a good way. And my Well, influence can go either way. Exactly. But for me, it's been something that I've been really thankful for and eager to learn about and, and really thankful that my bandmates have been so honest with me about the negative aspects of it because I don't ever want to make someone feel shitty. I don't ever want to make someone feel uncomfortable or be or give, it, give off a vibe that's not positive. And honestly, before they really made me aware of it, I was not aware of it. I was in my own head. I was thinking about what's in front of me and what's going on up here without having regard for what was happening in the room around me and maybe what other people in my band are going through or thinking about. I really kind of just, I, I know this is true, I would take over the room a lot of times. So I think going, going back to what we were saying about the, the first run-throughs of the podcast, I just, I, I'm not saying that I had, I think I just have a strong, loud voice. And I think sometimes it comes off a way that I view it as like, man, that sounds really like, I don't know if it's cocky or like, like I'm trying to, to sound like I know much or it's condescending, but I think it comes off that way sometimes. And I really don't like it. And I really didn't want to release anything that had that vibe. And I guess in a good way, I'm self-conscious about it now because that's not how I feel. And you don't want to come off that way. And just so you know, right, I, I want to talk about what felt we, that. Right, and I never felt that either. And so what you were feeling, whatever apprehension you were feeling last week, my apprehension was we can do this so much better. And we knew we could do it. And I'm not talking that, that us personally or that our conversation could be better content-wise. It was, it was everything else could be better. The production. The visual, yeah. The audio, well, and it really was the audio, and we knew that. Thank you to Road Mics again. Yeah, yeah. Shout amazing. out to Road. Yeah. We we actually after, and this is I think is our fifth or sixth attempt at actually recording, and we did go out and we bought some gear. It, it, yeah, and, 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 it, and it thank was you by the way to Mitch, Mitch at Guitar right? Center. Shout out Absolutely. to Mitch. Um, but but I don't think we had. All Yo, of shout out we, to all the dude at Radio Shack today who's going to lose his job next week. Yeah, maybe he can come do some something with us in the podcast or just talk about Radio Shack. We may need a tech. Yeah. But yeah, I, I want to go back, and I want us to talk about a couple of things. I want us to talk about the fact that now you're doing something. This is, this is not periphery. This is now another endeavor that you're engaging in with Jordan and I, right? Mm -hmm. And we can at least give you some feedback as your really good friend, as people who have, as Jordan said, you know, this is the kind of friendships that he wants. Uh, likewise, this is the kind of friendships that I would like to have as well. And, and it I sounds have with like Matt. You, you, it sounds like you have that in your band where you guys can give each other honest feedback. Which is wonderful. So I think we should, we should talk about it a little bit. So, so for me, uh, and I think for Jordan as well, we had this conversation when we did the first podcast, and we, we definitely tipped our hat to, to Matt of sorts in, in saying we really uh, appreciated how he navigated the ship, and that was really a big thing for the podcast. We needed someone who could be a little bit more of the maybe interviewer versus interviewee, and, and because we don't have uh, guests, someone had to keep the flow going in a sequential manner. And Matt, you were really great at doing that. And I think from both of our perspectives, at least from mine, 
all of these that we've done thus far, um, and our friendship in general, you've never come off as a condescending, uh, overbearing, well, dominant personality. I've I've always just respected your work ethic and your uh, your ability to just do. You're like, let's fucking get some shit done. And when when you decide that the project is a is a green light, you're all in. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. That's cool. Yeah, I'm yeah, glad you sure. guys don't see that side. Thankfully, thankfully, um, I, I really think it is because of the relationships I have in my band with people that have been, again, extremely honest with me. For it, It's better for the group, but these are friends of mine who gave a shit enough to create awkward situations to tell me things about myself that are hard to talk about. It's like it's right. hard to look at, a, at someone you care about in the eye and say, hey, you're fucking up. But that's true intimacy to be to Absolutely. tell the truth, right? And that's and it's been a, such a great learning experience on so many levels because it's taught me how to listen, how to communicate. It's taught me that you can you can talk about really heavy things with with people, especially people that you're close to, if you set boundaries for those conversations. And that was the key. That was like the big difference for everybody in my band. So just so you guys know. And, and again, I, I hope the band doesn't mind me sharing this, but in some ways it took some of us, definitely took some of us time to develop a real friendship with each other. Right. When, you know, when I first joined the band, there were certain friendships that were easier to forge and then other ones took, have taken longer. And what is really cool now is that I genuinely do feel a very strong connection and I have great friendships with every single one of my bandmates. And as a whole, this is the strongest we've ever been. But it's not just because we're lucky. It's because there's a couple things. I think we all really care about the band. We all care about the platform and the fans. We all care about what we're doing enough that we realize we need to function well together. And we can't just be like, like managing relationships for the sake of getting along because it's good for the business. It no, needs but, but to I, be real. Yeah, I, th- I think there's there's like it's a, not gonna work. a quality where you decide you make a, a conscious decision like let's actually be really good friends and I want to have I want to like know shit about each of you individually well, and, and that, that makes was the, the band thing. stronger. And that was the thing that we acknowledge. It was like okay there are positives about every single person in the group and we can all state those positives and strengths. Right. But then we also have to acknowledge the negatives. But you can't acknowledge the negatives in a negative way. And I don't mean to pussyfoot around. I mean when we started really learning how to communicate what we did it was kind of an exercise in hey Person one, how do you, how would you want to hear information that's really hard to to, to digest? To, to, excuse me, to digest. You're learning about the person, right? And, and how they. Once we figured out things. how to listen mm-hmm. to each other and also how to deliver the information, then for every person and point to point, we could figure out what to say and how. So, like me and Misha, for example, we're both really strong-minded. We're super Type A personalities. And for years, we would combat, like we would bat heads all the time. And he'll tell you the same thing. I think I remember you talking about. I it. mean, we would bat heads all the time, and it was because we're a lot alike and we're passionate in the same ways, and we we think alike in a lot of ways. And for a long time, because of that, I think we both threatened each other in ways, and it's it was such it was such false perceptions on both sides that. Uh, because we didn't talk about it, remained intact, and it just made it harder for us to communicate. And then at some point, we just kind of figured out through 
through arguing, through talking, through communicating how to do it the right way. And then once we did, once we figured out all the things that we had to say and, and, and said those things to each other, we realized that there was actually more positives than negatives. And we realized that we actually liked one another a lot more than we allowed ourselves to because we were both so in our own heads about the situation. And that's what happens, I think, in so many relationships where you hold shit in and don't talk about it long enough that you just build up this totally false perception of, of a person that is actually nowhere near as bad as you built it up to be. Right. And resentment in the way that you're not going to show up in a, in a state of generosity in the relationship. Absolutely. I think Jordan and I can really attest to, to having the, the same, uh, not on the same level, because obviously you guys are at a level where you have to make really big decisions well, you guys and work together. You, before you talk about that, let me, uh, I want to like, I want the happy ending. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Which so is, take it home. So, so the happy ending of this is not only now have all of us individually gone through this with each other, but in particular, the two most combative, which again were me and Misha, I think was was at, at a time the most volatile relationship in right. the band amongst any members. Right. I think now we have like one of the best relationships in the band. That's and I genuinely feel passionate about that because we've worked, it's like we worked through so much to be great trusting friends. of each other now and we are friends and we do trust each other and we do now we work together we're partners right, I was gonna say do you think that it makes a big difference now that you guys are, are outside of the band you guys are doing other endeavors as well so like yeah. can we talk about we can talk about ggd ggd i mean, I mean you guys are, are really setting up more than just the band you guys are now starting to have this like really super personal relationship but do you know what but but again that through goes the process for, yeah. okay so i have to work with i want to work with people that i really like but more importantly you have to work with people that you can trust. Right. And there's right. honestly, like, there's nobody uh, that I trust more than people like my bandmates because we've been through much together. And particularly me and Misha, there's no, there's nothing we can hide from each other. Right. We know everything there is to know about each other's personalities, about how we think, about how we do things, all the way down to the fact that when he writes drum parts, he programs them like I would play them. Right. You know what I mean? It's, Which is it's, so special. It's so cool. And I'm proud of that relationship. And I'm proud of the fact that, like, we now do communicate well and we do talk to each other like friends and treat each other like friends. And it's only going to make the, the things we do together, including the band, much better and more fun. And I think that is the win. And that's the whole point here is that, I, th you know, uh, some of the questions... Okay, we'll talk about the questions in a second, but we got yeah. a lot of questions from right, people right. about this I, I podcast. Make a, I want to make one point yeah. about that and one point about something else in the podcast. Well, let me finish this thought real quick. Yeah, And then please. I'll just shut up because nobody wants to hear me talk anymore. Please. But, uh, I have five points that are irrelevant <laughs> that I'd like to make right now. I'm sure you You need would. a book uh, Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. to write all you're these gonna down. You need some milk. You're gonna you're wait, gonna lose Matt wrote things down. Matt, what did you write down? some pea milk. Keep going. I just think that in this... If we're going to do this as a series and continue podcasting, yep. I think one of the big themes that we should really try to focus on is better communication skills. Absolutely. Because it's exactly what we need to figure out how to do for this podcast. But I genuinely think that good communication is the key to everything being successful or not being successful. If you can't communicate with anyone well, you're not going to get anything you need in life. Even coming down to like walking to a store and ordering deli meat behind the counter. If you can't communicate well, it's going to be a shitty experience. Right. So I do think that we should <clears throat> look to, to address questions about communication and maybe even specific relationships. 
You know, like if, if I don't know, I get asked all the time from, from drummers that I teach, hey, I'm in a band. I don't know how to communicate this to my bandmates about songwriting or about business or about this or that. Let's talk about that stuff. Right. So anyway. It's so important. Yeah. I just think it's, I think it's, it's paramount. Jordan, can I ask you a question? Yes. So Jordan and I were in a band. We were in multiple bands together growing up. Um, and it had a, re- a reoccurring member in a guitar player that we always played with. And then we had a couple of other members here and there, right? Um, what was your relationship with Brian, who was the reoccurring guitar player, who we played, I mean, all, all the bands I guess we did, Brian was always there. Um, I want you to talk about your relationship with Brian and how similar to, to maybe Matt and Misha or Matt and his other bandmates, what your relationship was with, was with him. And then someone else like uh, Bagel um, and Drew, Stan, um, and how... Well, they were all different. And, I and think how that kind of played into our band I think as what, dynamic. what Matt is talking about with Misha, you and I really share that because we have a more similar personality to them in the sense that we treated our band like a business. Right. Right. Well, and we understood that. Right. And, and, and we, were, we were interested uh, in putting energy into building the band as a business. With, right. With some of the other members, uh, it was more of an artistic or performance-based uh, relationship. Sure. Or even just friendships. I mean, all these bands started because these are our best friends, and all we wanted to do was fucking play music for people. Well, maybe, maybe Drew was different. Drew ended up being the singer of one of the bands towards the end. Um, but Drew was found because it felt like we needed to have a singer or else we're not going to make any more music. Right, but point being, I think if, if anyone really butted heads, like one-on-one, sometimes it would be you and I because we had more of a similar personality of, like, look, we're trying to move the ball in the same direction, and maybe right. you and I had different ideas of how to get the ball there, but I think if we really could understand what we're both trying to do and figure out both of our strengths and to Matt's point, how to communicate best to each other. I mean, first rule of communication, know your audience. So you and I, through a a business or an artistic project like a band or just a relationship as brothers, we've needed to learn how we can best uh, communicate to each other to get the desired result, which Which is is understanding. And the key, though, is knowing what team you're on, right? That like you have to know your audience, but I think when when you guys approach, you said it, you were both moving the ball forward. Mm-hmm. You're both moving the same ball forward. Yeah, that's what you have to on the same team. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And I, and the key is, as you said, to highlight the strengths of each person and don't micromanage. Like you have your strengths, you have your strengths. You should trust each other enough to let each other roll and run with those things, so that you can move the ball in the same direction faster and stronger. I think, I think we had competing. to do that. Yeah, and I think we definitely did that because we realized towards the end when there were four of us that everything that happened in the band from a business perspective, whether it was playing shows or merchandising, getting bigger publication, whatever it was, it was because of us doing that, whereas the other two were just more about showing up and playing the show. But we realized that to actually do that, we had to facilitate way more. Well, in a band setting, though, that's okay. I mean, everybody has and they their, had, their role. They, had their, they knew their role. And yeah, sure. they, they and, wrote, they and, recorded, they did a lot of other things other outside of, but but you needed, each part was an integral part of the whole. Yeah. Yeah, well, and they, they were equally as valuable in their own way, and that's really what makes a team work. I just think we were missing the communication to have 
for me at least, relationships on a deeper level. Because I know that my singer, he and I, in four years, I think, of being in a band, we hung out like three times. Just the two of us. So I don't think I ever really learned what he was looking for. And I feel like the two of us had some of that Ram's head mentality running into each other because we didn't trust each other uh, from which we, I don't think we were on the same team. But I think you guys had different visions. We but had different was, visions for sure. It was a matter of being able to communicate that with each which other. Which I think now, because we, we work so much on communicating and having better relationships with our inner circles that it would be different nowadays. Well, okay, so that brings up a really great point. Yeah. I think, and, and I do think that this is something that everybody at some point will run into in their lives in some way. It, it's communicating with the people that are closest to you and having hurdles in, in the way of communicating well with the people that you're closest to. For me, it's really been a challenge over the past bunch of years to find the best way to continue building a relationship with both of my parents Okay. Right? Yep. And I think you hit a Preach. great... You hit... But, but, but seriously, you hit on a great point, which is you didn't hang out with the bandmate that you didn't really communicate well with. I tried sometimes, but not enough. But you were in you were in a lot of scenarios together. Right. Right? Right. But you didn't hang out and make time to really talk. And that has been the biggest differentiator between me now communicating much better with both my mom and my dad versus not... When, when I wasn't Shout out to dinner with your parents, separately. Seriously. When I wasn't communicating well, we were living in close you know, uh, quarters together. Right. Uh, or I was at the house and I was doing stuff and we were both doing our own things. Like I would go to my mom's to, to work and she would be working too. And then we would, I don't know, we would just like kind of cross paths in the, in the hallway. And then we would, when we would try to talk about something or when she would try to talk to me, it was never the right time. It was like, mom, busy. Like you're asking me all these questions right now and I really can't talk to you right now. And then she would get upset. Right. That, well, she's like, well, you never talk to me. And it's because the setting wasn't right. So I, I recently started asking my dad when I'm home every Sunday, let's go to dinner every Sunday night, because my dad would talk about a lot of those similar things my mom wanted to in the wrong, at the wrong times. Right. So by saying, hey, let's set a time to just not do anything else. Let's go eat together. Let's go talk and hang out. And it's been great. Like with my dad in particular, it's been great. For, for once in a long time, I've been able to just like talk to him about what's going on in my life because I'm not distracted and I'm not annoyed by someone interrupting me. It would be the same thing with you. If like I'm if I'm working on something and you see it happen, like we'll be talking and then I'll have to like do something urgently and then you'll keep talking like Justin, sh- like give me a minute, you know, like wait, I can't talk. I think right it's now. more we've learned that like you're you you struggle with stopping and doing your own thing, and so then I, I think need to it, say, I can't multitask on like different topics. No, but well. I think we've learned in in like yeah. our sessions. Let's say when we're training together, because I'm training Matt. And in the middle of it, Matt's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Hold on. And I just fucking do something else. Well, because I, I'll go, like, right. do the exercise that you're supposed to be doing. I'll go do it myself. And I'm like, fuck, yeah, this is great. Because, like, I'm making time for me as well. But I, I realize, like, and, and I just say, yeah, do you. And then we'll get back to it well, afterwards. Right. But We're well, getting better what was at cool, it, which is What great. was cool was that it started with my dad. We went out a couple times. And it, it was a, we had a great conversation multiple times. And it creates a much better feeling for the relationship, right. and it's way more positive. And I went out with my mom recently, and it was such a difference. I see my mom all the time, but it, I can't tell you the last time that we had a real conversation. And what was so cool is that I got to see my mom in that different light, right. and my dad in that different light. And that is really the key. When you hang out with someone that you're close to or that you work with all the time, 
and you hang out away from the work or away from the mundane, you can actually have a chance to sort of see who they are, and it, it, it humanizes them in a way. And what was so cool with my mom is, like, we were talking about, like, her business. Like, my mom never talks about her business. So I was like, what are you doing? What are you working on? Tell me about you. You're my son. I love you. This, this, that, that. And for the, for the first time in a while, she was, like, telling me about her business challenges. She's a realtor. I was going to say, and she's she got go. a team. And she's telling me about how, you know, she wants to sometime soon kind of, like, step back a little bit and give more control to the other people she works with. And, you know, she was asking me how I would do it. And it was just such a different dynamic. And it was such a cool conversation because it wasn't just, like, son, I love you. Tell me about you. It's like, I'm an, I'm an adult now. Like, don't, you don't need to treat me like a kid. I know you're my mom. But let's have real conversations like that. Let's be friends. Do you right? think that comes because with... We, we're adults now. Like, and that's really cool. And it makes me love her more and go back to what I did love about my mom because when I was a kid, you see your parents in a leadership role. Or that they're the greatest thing ever. Well, right, but but they're leaders. They teach you so much and they do so much for you. Hopefully, I'm lucky to have that at least. And, right. and being able to go back and then now see my mom in that light of like, all right, wait a minute. She's not just like a mom who hangs around the house asking me like what I'm doing. She's like hustling and like, Doing business. And, but do you think that works now because you're at that age where you're doing... I don't know. Where no, maybe she's at the I, tail end of, no. or she's trying to like taper off. No, I think, I think so again, it's more equal. I think this would be good for anyone who's struggling having a good relationship with anyone who's close to you. You have to think about the settings that you're in with, with these people. So you're in a neutral often. environment right. at a restaurant. Right, right, right. right. So you're not going to have all of the, the weight and the energy of just being in your family home of a decade plus. Right. Yeah. And I think to, to go back to an earlier point is if you guys set a plan, hey, every Sunday, let's you and I go to dinner, then you guys are on the same team. And again, with the ball, like, you know what direction you want to take it. And that's you and your dad or whomever else enjoying your time together and connecting. That's the point of dinner. Absolutely. We put our phones away which I think is really fucking important for the, for these things. And, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm always on my phone. That's what Justin's talking about. Like when we're working out, you know, we'll adjust this stuff later. It's fine for this one. Yeah, Don't for sure. For sure. I, I think this is good though. We're just, we're just, we're talking and, and I think, you know, I'm watching the live stream right yeah, here. Yeah. 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 But I think, I think yeah. people can, Oh, that's why you don't have pants on. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yo, I, yeah. For whatever reason, turn a little bit this way. I think it's better for the dynamic because then Matt is like the only one who's kind of over here. And Look, man, I'm trying to have a conversation. Yeah, stop. I, I agree. Have conversations. Yeah. I'd go like face the person. I'm just I'm checking it out. To. I'm just checking it. I'm gonna out. turn into condescending Matt in a minute. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but honestly, dude, like, don't censor yourself either. Like, right. I know you want to have self awareness and be a better version of yourself, but at the same time, you need to trust that, like, we. As people are attracted to you because you are who you have been. And I, I get that. And I'm not censoring myself. I just think that I can be better. And I think, and I think that's as simple as that. I think right. I, can, I can be better and feel better about what I'm saying as opposed to sort of thinking, I, I don't know. It's, I think we, it's, a, we, it's a healthy we, version of... When we did the of... last podcast, I was thinking about podcasting. So I was like, oh, I should sound cool. I should sound like this. And like... And I think I came off like a cool. like a douchebag. I'm serious. I don't. I know you guys don't, don't agree. And you don't need to I defend it. I don't cool. care. You I, didn't sound like a douchebag, but you did not sound cool. Well, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now I know now, you're making a joke. Wait, 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 I, I know wait, you're wait. making a joke, but, uh, but but seriously, it's because I was thinking too much about the fact that you know this is a podcast and I need to sound a certain way and this and that and like fuck that. How do you feel right now? 
completely different. Much better. I just I feel like we're thanks to road mics. <laughs> I think I think we should go back and also talk about that that first pod the first podcast that we recorded I think was the mirror that we were looking for, and I know that that one hundred percent for me. But I think everybody well, learned deep. Yeah, man. I think everybody learns something from doing that. And I would, cha- I would challenge everyone to go do that stuff. And, and some of the new experiences, Matt and I are working together on a project. That new experience that Matt has, has done, let's say, a dozen times, he's comfortable with it or he's, he's better at that situation because he's, he's gone through the simulator enough times. Are and, you talking about speaking in front of a camera? Well, yeah, that for sure. Uh, but I also, on the first podcast, trying to make one point that I could have probably done in 10 seconds or 30 seconds max took five minutes. And that really challenged myself to say, I can either say, well, I've always been this way. Which I've been afraid for like 20 years to actually we've share been, that But with we've you. been having these conversations now for like the last three years. Of course. We so maybe dramatically okay, so Hold on, hold on. Let's but clarify the, what you're saying. Finish, let, me, so let me clarify what you're saying. Go for it. This is actually case in point because it wasn't clear be what you nice, were saying. Matt. I'm being nice. Oh, I was trying to get there, but I feel like you went 30 minutes on how you are, so I feel like we have to go back 10 steps. That's fine. That's fine. I'm I know. Down. But the point you're trying to make... I'm not okay with it. Make, make the point you're trying to make, which is you are typically long-winded yes. when you could be much more succinct with what Very you Very tangential. Right. Yeah, and it takes me... I'm so far off course that I sometimes forget my own point. And I love the fact that I've and I've noticed it recently that you are not doing that as much. You Agreed. are much more to Thanks, the point. Thanks, guys. And yeah, and awesome. I'm actively awesome. working more so than I think I've ever thought about this in my whole life. So that's, I that's learned great. And and to your credit, in the times that I've shared it with you or Matt right. has shared it with you, right? You don't get all fucking defensive. It's constructive. I mean, I, I take it for what it is, and I and I love you guys. And and so and so that's part of the relationship, right? And you know that I can take the bad as well, right? Uh, you hit the nail on the head too. It's constructive criticism, and if it comes off as constructive, I said that. oh, whoever <laughs> said it? Well, your brothers. Somebody I forget. You're that. like you're not we, twins, but you might we as well sound be. the same. But constructive criticism, you have to be ready to take it too. There was probably a time in your life where if Jordan would have said it to you, you probably you, you may have taken it badly. Just like I would have taken the for things sure. that I've heard about for myself sure. badly. But when you're ready for constructive criticism and when you stop for a second and say, who's the person that's giving this criticism to me? Do right. they love me? Do I love What's them? What's the relationship I have with them? What's my communication relationship with them? Yeah, and fuck. You, like, it's all so good. So many people are, are not lucky to have people like that that are close to them, and it's... It's sad because I think sometimes having someone kick your ass can really change you for the better. And if you don't have that, that can suck because maybe you're not as self-aware. Jordan, weren't you saying that you were looking for deeper, more meaningful relationships where you could have more of this? You could have an open relationship with people where they would actually communicate to you good and bad? Yeah, of course. That is what I want. And that's why you know I have an immense amount of gratitude for being able to not only have these relationships with you guys, but also you guys being so pumped about, you know, sharing it in a public forum. But to be honest, right now, I'm just still stuck in my head of the alliteration between constructive criticism and chocolate croissants. It's hard to really take anything else in right now. Oh, man, that is beautiful. Okay, why? Oh, just, all the I'm C's, thinking, man. I'm all just the thinking C's. like constructive croissants or chocolate criticism. Right. That's right. all that's going nah, through I my think, head right now. Don't you need three? That's interesting. I think you need three. 
Yeah. Constructive chocolate croissants. Okay, so let's go back to that. Why is this called chocolate croissants? Why why are we calling our podcast? That? I think Jordan, you should answer this one. So I thought it would be nice and romantic in like the European sense to have a ritual for us, right? So you think of like, you know, some beautiful historic European country and they all take a break midday and go to a cafe. A siesta. siesta. Sure. <laughs> and that shows my, uh, my worldliness. Culture. And, <laughs> but, the, but the point being, like once a week, hey, let's get together over chocolate croissants. We all like them, right? And, and not only that, but it creates our own little culture to have chocolate croissants, right? So when we were kind of kicking around ideas initially for a podcast, we were thinking, like, what could it be called? Well, what is it? It's like a weekly catch-up or a weekly meetup or check-in or whatever. But it's like, where's the, where's the juice in that? And where's the culture in that? So we, we had talked about chocolate croissants in the past. Matt surprised me when I came to his apartment a few about a month ago with a chocolate croissant. And I'm like, holy shit, what a guy. And like, it was just something like that that like, made me feel uh, appreciated. And it felt like that's another... A uh, layer of of a friendship, sure. right? Something something like that. So I thought, why don't we call it chocolate croissants? That's a fucking thing, right? A weekly ketchup is not a thing. No, we had, and, and we had a, a and we had other names, and we played. It felt like trying to name a band, which sure. anyone who's been in a band before knows how hard it is. You grab the dictionary, you start fumbling through and throwing out things. You're like, this doesn't sound like a I've band. I've never used a dictionary. Come on, man. It was, it was, called, okay, okay, it so was actually going to be called The Matt Halpern and The Jordan Goodman. No, no, no. And, oh, yeah. The Matt Halpern, the Matt Halpern, and, Halpern and, Jordan and Jordan Goodman and Justin Goodman show, which is a terrible name. No, it no, 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 no. It that, is. And that actually reminds me of like Stick Stickly or like the, um, oh, like one of those, who, who's the guy who plays acoustic guitar? And used to be the, the voice of one of those things. He's like a, a comedy writer. Uh, Lynch, Steve, no, Lynch. Lynch. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Lynch. Syphil and Ollie. Syphil and Ollie. The Syphil and Ollie show. It reminded me of like that kind of thing. Like you, it would be uh, on Cartoon Network. It was stupid. And we would have like puppeteers yeah. and, and cue cards that are hanging like a marionette. I hear what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was cartoony. Yeah. And you wrote, it, you wrote it on a paper towel but at there Matt's was, house. So I think that, that name... It had it, it communicated something again with whatever we a do. A little personality. Like we're always communicating something to the world, even the name of a brand, right, right. or a project right. that we have. Right. So calling a podcast the Matt Halpern and Jordan Goodman and Justin Goodman show inherently communicates uh, something about the brand, right, or the culture or the personality of this project. Mm -hmm. um, now we could, you know, talk about what that actually communicates and if that accurately portrays what we're trying to or not. But for me, I think chocolate croissants, uh, it's, it's warm, it's tasty, it's comforting, and I think it's universal. And to me, like, I got really excited when we started talking about that idea and even more so excited about the fact that each week not only are we going to get together and, and talk and do this, but we're going to eat chocolate croissants. And try new chocolate croissants. And, and to the point where, for this episode, we have, like, a cafe actually creating 
chocolate croissant. It's really cool. For, that, like, it's that's, very cool. Right. That only took a couple weeks for that to happen. Yeah. And I'm excited to see where that goes. And, and I mean, we, ha- we really haven't talked too much about, like, guests and stuff. But I would love to have Neil come talk about his story as a chef and what he does and all, right. that, all that. So, I mean, we can get into but that later. Shout but out, shout out to Matt and his communication skills and the relationships that he's been building and forming to have the ability to do this, to have the ability to get microphones to, to make this a professional thing. That's, that's honestly, we got to credit Alex Wilber for that and Periphery. Because shout out not Alex, shout out to Press and, Play. And Road Mike being so cool. Right. So, and, and, but that's great that that still goes back to relationships, your relationship with Alex, your relationship with someone, right? Yes. And, and communicating well. Here's the thing that we haven't really talked about yet. Shout out to Stick Stickly. Stick Stickly. <laughs> Is okay, so I made a post on my socials about doing this podcast, and I put a nice picture of these chocolate croissants that our good friend Tanya Gosh took these amazing. Wait a second, photos does, does everybody because I don't know if like I heard this on a podcast, everybody would know when you just say socials, okay? So, so like Instagram and Facebook right. and so forth. So, right. I posted this picture on my Instagram of these three, I think it was one, Siesta. Or, one or three gorgeous. Gorgeously photographed chocolate croissants that my friend Tanya uh, took the photos. Which, of. if you're on this page watching the live stream, eventually you'll you see. You can look at those, or if you follow me on my on my socials, you'll socials. see the post. Um, and I said, "Hey, if I did a podcast with two friends of mine, one of whom is a nutrition and fitness expert, and one of them one of whom is a working therapist, what would you guys want to hear about?" And there was a ton of great questions that came in, and I have a whole list, and we can actually address some of them maybe towards the end of this, just a couple. I think we should just kind but of before put we, them out there. Well, yeah, but before we... But the thing is, whoever did respond to that doesn't... They don't really know you guys. Right. So I think it's important, at, at least in this first episode, for us to establish a little bit about who you guys are and what you do and how I can call you experts in your field. Sure. So... Justin in particular, and I'll keep this brief, I've known you for years, like way back, 10 plus, I don't know, 20 years maybe, a long time, 15 years. At least 15 years. A long time. And you started really getting into fitness and nutrition and your own health, so much so that you started training other people. Right. And I came to you a few years ago and I said, hey, I'm feeling really shitty. I need to be in better shape for touring. I want to live healthier I trust you because you're a friend. Help me out, you know? And you did. And through working with Justin, I was able to lose a whole bunch of weight, get healthier, get on a consistent, you know, workout plan, even think a little bit more consciously about my diet, even though everybody knows I eat, like, fucking shit. Chocolate croissants. Yep, chocolate croissants. You got to indulge sometimes with your friends. But what's really impressive is you keep surprising me with more and more information. You're not just, like, passively getting a, a degree in, nu- in nutrition. Dude, you're Justin like, fucking lives it. That's what I'm saying. You're trying the things that you're learning. You're going outside of what you're learning in the classroom and researching way more uh, up-to-date things, Right. way more, uh, I think, almost risky things in certain ways, just to try things out and see how they really affect what you're learning in school and how you can apply those things. Anyway, it's really inspiring, and I know that you're not full of shit. I Thank know you. that you really know what you're talking about so much that I think a lot of people could benefit from learning about some of the things that you're learning about. Right. And when it comes to the fitness side, you are, you're living that too. Not only are you training me and a whole bunch of other really cool people, um, you're, you're, you're competing in fitness competitions yourself and you're fasting and you're 
building, you know, you're, you're putting on weight, you're losing weight, you're trying to make weight. It's, it's, you're living it. So I think you truly have real experience in these areas. And I think it would be great for people to be able to hear some of the things that you're experiencing right now, hear about those things, you know? So that's Justin. Thank you. Justin Goodman and his brother Jordan is somebody else who I've known for a good 15 years probably. I was a fan of your first band, Spinfire. Which was a long time ago, which I was 16. Right, so when this I was is like two thousand. So right, right. That's a long time. That's seventeen years ago. Yeah. I guess I so, know you from that as well because yeah. your singer went to my school and I would see so him. I, right, when I've I was known in you guys school trying to hustle CDs to us. I remember. Yeah, so I've known so, you guys yeah. for like eighteen years, Forever. seventeen or eighteen years. And real years. quick, I mean, it was cool because you were one of the first people that we we would see you perform locally, and others would say, "Oh yeah, he goes to the school, you know, in the neighborhood next to us." And it's like, "Oh shit!" Well, if he can do that, and he's only a couple years older. Why can't I do that? So right. it was honestly people like you that became role models for us in the world for what our dreams were and, and gave us the confidence to live our dreams too. So, sure. so much so that I remember looking at your trajectory and, and another really good friend of ours, their trajectory, and you guys were the two bands were really doing it. One, it told us if we, if we could put a couple guys together, we could get out of the basement. Yeah. And two... We knew where to go record because of that. That's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, we all recorded with like pretty much Mike, the same Mike, people. Was it Macri? Mike mm-hmm. Macri. Mike Macri. Yeah. And, and Steve Wright. Yeah, we, we, we knew that's where we needed yeah. to go. I mean, it was a, and it was a really cool music community. Right. Um, and that's, I mean, that's essentially how I became friends with you was because I was playing music with some mutual friends of ours. Dan and Alexi, and you were really close with those guys. And we met just because we would all hang out. And I think um, we both, you know, had this mutual respect for each other based on what we were doing. I was really impressed by your path um, because we actually, we knew each other and we met at a time where both of us were kind of like, I don't want to say floundering, but like figure, trying to figure Dude, out I the just fuck graduated, we were doing our lives. I just graduated college and, and at that point had applied to one grad school right. and that was kind of it. But you were... And, you're a drummer, you're a musician, you were teaching at the time, I think a little bit, but, at, but, but really like you were trying to, I think, figure out how to be a musician or how to be a professional. And I just moved to LA mm-hmm. with Dan and Alexi and I was trying to figure out my own shit and that's where we met. And what ended up happening for me was I was like, you know what, this isn't what I want to be doing. I went back home and I followed a different path that I, that I wanted to take and it's led me to where I am now with, with Periphery. Um, but you took a really cool path as well that was very creative, and we'll talk about that in a second, but at some point, I think you reached out to me, you know, because we're hanging out, and you were like, hey, let's go out, let's just grab lunch or, you know, hang out and talk, and I had no idea what to expect, but I knew I liked you and respected you, and I was like, cool, let's go to lunch. Right, and mind you, this is before Tinder. Oh, yeah, yeah, this is before we, were, we didn't swipe each other. No. Which is, that's I cool had to too. pick up the phone and call this man. He did. But we, we went out, and we had a, a really good, uh, I think, rapport with each other. And what was so cool and what was so organic was that we were sort of inspiring each other. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't, we weren't trying to. But so what's really cool about your story is you went back to school after graduating to get your master's. I got into that one program I applied to. Right. And you got your master's in clinical psychology. Okay. In clinical psychology. And then you started actually practicing therapy. Yes. And what is so unique about what you're doing is that you've taken 
I think your two biggest passions, which are helping other people through the therapy you do and drumming and you've melded them. Right. So Jordan created this program called beat well. And you, I mean, you can talk about what you do better than anybody else, but in my interpretation of it is that you work with all sorts of different kinds of people, um, to connect them with themselves, with a positive experience, uh, with which can group. create, which, which creates a much better state of mind and a state of wellness mm -hmm. through drumming. Yeah, I and, think you should also definitely talk about that. You had a clear vision once you figured out how you could take drumming as one entity that you loved, and your passion for psychology, the brain, wellness, whatever that that all encompassed, right? And you realized that every time you're given an opportunity, you were going to keep doing the same thing. Right. And that's something I keep talking to my friends about again because I'm I'm in I'm getting a second degree now. And the first time I just did whatever. This time I keep talking to people about what Jordan's been teaching me about You go to school now with the vision for why you're there. Exactly there's right. a why. And the biggest and then biggest thing that I can do with that is then pay it forward to someone else and tell them, hey, every time you're given the opportunity, if you know that you want to go into, let's say, uh, children's nutrition or something like that, or diabetes, right? Keep drilling that home. So when you leave here, you're an expert of something versus like a jack of all trades. That's what's so cool. And I, I want you to obviously speak about what you do, but I want to bring this up. What we all do, in essence, is try to connect and help others. Yeah. I think that's, that's even the goal of this podcast. And we all have our own modality to do it. Right. And there's some overlap. Exactly. And that's what's so yeah. cool about this conversation because I think it would be very uh, it'd be very easy for us to all pat ourselves on the back and be like yeah we're doing cool stuff but I don't know if that's at all I mean I don't think it is at all why any of us do this it's no. not because we get this self-gratification it's because it gives us an opportunity to help others and keep learning how to do that better and I think that's what that's why we hang out is to say, hey, this is what I'm doing. How can I fucking do it better? I'm fucking up or I feel really good about this. Try this. There's so many times where you say to me, hey, have you tried this? Or, hey, dude, did you ever, did you look at this social media post? Check this out or whatever it is. It's like we're sharing to learn so we can communicate better to others. We're all trying to ride that's that same wave cool. together. And I wish, I, w I think some of my favorite people, that's what they do for a living, and I love that right. because I can learn so much from those around me. Anyway, right. but you should talk about specifically how you combined drumming and therapy so to go back a career. To, to go back to your story in L.A., yeah, I really wasn't sure where to go. I had been in bands as a drummer successfully, kind of teaching, and but at the same time wanted to have a, a more... Uh, safer, predictable path, like most of us do, right? And that's kind of hard as someone who self-identifies as an artist and a musician, but also uh, a musician who's had a degree of success, right? Once you taste it, like you realize, oh, this can actually be a thing. Uh, but I, again, I was always attracted to psychology and always found just the brain, as Justin said, interesting and just human and personal dynamics. And I went to this program, but that was a safe, more predictable route for me. And very early on, I realized that I need to introduce the musician part of me into this journey if I'm really going to feel good and really feel like I'm leading a life of authenticity and passion and all that good stuff. And really early on, I took a class called the Nature and Treatment of the Stress Response. And that blew my mind. And really learning how you start from a thought and go all the way to our target organs and see how stress affects us at 
all these different levels. And we were assigned a project for the end of the class. So research paper, PowerPoint presentation, all that. Pick a stress-reducing modality. And I knew that drumming reduces stress because when I was upset, when I was pissed off, when I was feeling stressed, I would go beat the shit out of my drums. I would go play music with my friends. In a scientific and academic culture, we need evidence-based research. So I went on Google and I probably typed in something like stress-reducing drumming. And thank God I found uh, research showing that a specific group drumming protocol uh, had all these different effects, uh, but specifically lowering cortisol, which is the major stress hormone in our bodies. And so th it was done by a neurologist in Pennsylvania. He teamed up with the Remo Drum Company. And right away, within months, I was in Princeton, New Jersey, being trained in this modality. But as soon as I found that, I was like, here is a legitimate way for me to introduce the musicianship within me and my passion for drumming into this program. And, and to go back to Justin's earlier point, so Justin now in his nutrition program knows what he's doing in the program because he knows his why. So for me, and you I provided that. Obviously, you were the catalyst that, that gave, not the specific why, but had me really hone what that was going to be. Right. Which so is that awesome. now I have a path. Right. And, and you created that, and I'm trying to push that on other people. Which I love. And, and And of course, and that's Fuck one yeah, of our own know. missions of, of trying to help inspire that in other people. But for me, that was the first time that it came together, and boom, I had vision. Right. So since I had vision, I could now go to class every day and know what I was working towards. So I had to take family therapy. So my research paper and, and project at the end was family therapy group drumming. And basically what I did, I took every opportunity afforded to me, both in the classroom and also in school-based internships as a counselor, and integrated drumming into my work. And that was my focus. And it could have failed. Right, right. A lot of a lot of the work that I still do is really just educating the public that uh, not only is this a service that exists that I can offer, but it's a service that is valuable, right? Enough right. to provide me uh, a full time living. Uh, but it goes back to really feeling it in my gut that this can work. And to talk uh, really briefly about what it is that I do, drumming's been used for thousands of years in virtually every culture often for healing and community building. In our culture, we often treat our art as a product. So when we think about drumming or musical experiences, usually us as a consumer, you know, we're paying to listen to music or we're paying to see live music. And most of us don't think of ourselves as musicians. And my whole philosophy is that we have a heartbeat, we have natural rhythm. So what I do every day is I put drums and percussion instruments into people's hands. They've often never played music. And I facilitate improvised music making uh, with the goal of creating one song together. The reason I do that is because it deepens connection uh, and it helps us heal. It makes us feel better. Sometimes I'm doing it for leadership development. Sometimes I'm doing it for corporate team building. Sometimes I'm doing it to help uh, clients emotionally express the things that either they don't have the words for or can't find a way to express. That's huge. That's, I mean, I think that's super cool. I really do. Especially when you, especially when you're working with people who really can't express themselves. Like you work with people that are handicapped in ways that, that maybe can't speak the way we speak. Today, this morning I worked with someone who's deaf. 
and and she's really drawn to to the drum groups because she does not literally have a voice. The drum or the percussion instrument now has become her voice, and she's able. Uh, so I, I often work in adult medical day programs, and so she now is able to express herself. Uh, in collaboration and literally in community with her peers that she's around with six days a week for six hours a day. She now has a voice, and she's also able to offer support to others in a unique way. That's awesome. I want to hit on a couple of things that, that you brought up, which I think is pretty fucking awesome, right? Yeah. So Matt could talk about Remo, well, I, I'm sure. Remo is they're they're a cool company, but I don't work with them, so I don't. Uh, we can talk about Evans Drumheads if you'd like. Okay, Let's Evans. talk about Evans. All right. Yeah. But okay, okay. But something that you know, obviously drum related, it can it all is now going back the the relationship that you guys have through drumming. Yeah. So like, right? we like Evans Drumheads, which is well, I do. I don't know about you, but you know, dude, I have no <laughs> preference. Honestly, Evan, Evan honestly, six. I like five. Promark. Oh, uh, maybe I'm thinking Vader. What I really which is wrong. Right, yeah. really, wrong. I love the. I love the. Which one do you play? Okay, so uh, shout out to my sponsors. I use Sh- Evans Drumheads, Promark Drumsticks, Mapex Drums, and Minel Cymbals. Thank you. Got it. Shout out to the two Bs. What do you use stick wise? Uh, I, I keep use, seeing you promoting your they're sticks. Called, they're they're cool. actually called. <laughs> they're called the Mad Halford Signature Sticks. Shout out. They're like a two B. Two B. But they're uh, damn. So I've ever used modified a 2B? from a two B. They feel like a five B. But which I always bought for but Jordan. But let's let's get let's come on. Yeah, let's, get it back to the point. Yeah, can you bring some sticks? Or I want to check them out. Yes, I'll so bring anyways, you some so sticks. Anyway, okay, okay. But <laughs> we brought up a drum company, which we'll leave now nameless. No, but we brought up there was there's a connection for you and Jordan with this drumming stuff. There's a connection for Jordan and I. Honestly, I have to cut you off real quick because the Remo Drum Company, their vision is every school has a drum. Their vision is every family home has a drum. Their right. vision is every hospital has a drum. And the reason why uh, their company's vision aligns with mine through Beatwell mm-hmm. is that what we share and what we're trying to provide for the public has way more to do uh, than just drumming or music, right? The drum is right. just the tool for things that are much, much more important than music, right. like healing and communication right. and things like that. So the, the couple of notes that I wrote was I just had Remo, which is the program that you worked with or that you did, right? Health Rhythms was the, the evidence, evidence-based protocol. Right. And then cortisol, which I talk about a lot of just trying to, you know, uh, decrease stress and, and gut health, right, through the foods that which we're eating. Which is a whole episode we could talk else. about. Absolutely. And then, and then wellness. And all of these things, so, so drumming, relieving stress through whatever you're using to relieve that stress, whether it's exercise or food or drumming or professional wrestling or something else. And, it, and it's all wellness-related, and it all goes back to us then trusting our gut, right? And, and going forward with all these passion projects and all of us doing it together, and when we're kind of unsure of how to trust our gut, we get gut-checked by, by each other. And we say, hey, can I bounce some stuff off of you? Like what we did yesterday and what we did today with Jordan trying to figure out what maybe is the next step with Beatwell. Right. And that sparked us wanting to say, hey, let's put on hold what we were going to do. Let's go downstairs and start talking. Instead of us let talk, just talking upstairs. And let, I think a point that you're trying to get to, Justin, is that you know we all are entrepreneurs in that we have our own businesses, right? So we don't necessarily have a boss who's going to say, this is the vision, this is where we're going, and I need you to do it this way. So that takes a lot of 
of support that we don't really have independently. Right. Right. So like I'm grateful and part of the value that I get in a in a friendship that I have with you guys is is being able to get the support from you guys and being able to talk about our own paths, building not only businesses, but but missions in the world. Right. A lot of the creative people that I know at some point or another, whether they 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 lead with this or they end up getting to this point eventually, they at some point end up being their own boss, right? Even if it's freelancing, mm-hmm. stuff on the side from a normal job, in some way they, they end up being entrepreneurial. And one of the things that I think we all want to talk about in this series or in this podcast uh, you know, are sort of skills you need, um, maybe mindsets or uh, coping mechanisms in order to be an entrepreneur or right. to be, uh, even, even more particular, to, to be a creative. Right, because it doesn't need to be a money-making endeavor as well. No, no. But it can be really nerve-wracking. Uh, nerve-wracking, there can be a lot of anxiety, I think, when taking risks, especially creative risks. Um, we could talk about this for a lot. And and I want to, as, as you... As but you that will be before, one of the points, uh, or a really, really large, overbearing maybe even point that we're going to keep uh, coming back to. We, we, might, we might never stop that point. Well, and so... A lot of the questions that we got from from people were really focused on health, and and it was I don't mean just physical health, but there was a lot of stuff about physical health, like different workouts, right. different ways to eat better, different things you can do, uh, you know, no matter where you are, what you're doing. And it's funny, can we talk about? We can talk about that in a second. Okay. Well, me and Justin have have uh, another program that we're putting together that will really address the fitness stuff in particular, and and the physical health stuff, and we can talk about that. But that I want to I want to just kind of keep this a little bit more kind of high level for now. Sure. Um, I think overall we want to create, we want to talk about things like creating healthy habits, um, sort of ways to help creative people think in a way that's more positively, how to address anxiety. Uh, You know, uh, let's see, what else is there? Um, And I hope that people know that once we put this out there, people can ask questions, and we are actively looking at everything that everybody's posting. Well, and Jordan, like, uh, like in relation to what you were just talking about, there was a question about, like, how drumming keeps you not only physically fit, but mentally sharp, mentally healthy. Right. And I think music in general can, can probably help create that kind of uh, sense of wellness. For and, a know. dozen plus reasons. Right. 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 Um, it's interesting. There, there's questions in here, too, like, foods that can help relieve anxiety. Right. It's funny. I've seen anxiety pop up in so many questions, and it's it's so f- coincidental, I think, to me, because I live with anxiety on a daily basis. I, I've, I've told you guys this numerous times. I'm anxious a lot. I've learned to deal with it, and I would love to talk about my coping mechanisms that work for myself, but it's something that I think more and more people, as they start realizing they can be creative and take risks, I think... Uh, Fuck. The more I mean, anxiety producing the, it can yeah, be. Yeah, and it's really stressful. So going forward on future episodes, that's the kind of stuff that we're going to be digging into. Yes, people can ask questions. I think this was great because hopefully anyone who listens will get a better idea of you guys, of who mm-hmm. you are, the kinds of things we want to talk about. And what I liked about this episode was explaining our dynamic, but like how we've learned to communicate in general, I yeah. think. And with each really other. Cool. And I think it's I, I a actually, lot about us I, I like, together. Yeah, a lot of it's about us together. I like, but I like this recap thing right now because I think if we can reflect on what we really did cover in this episode, um, 
I think it's some really cool points. I think there's some really cool tidbits of information that people may take away from it. And I think this will definitely inspire people to ask more questions of you guys sure. so that we can really dig in and I think directly help whoever is listening. And that is the goal, mm-hmm. I think. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we've been going for over an hour. Um, I think we should probably wrap this episode up, but I'm really happy with the the stuff that we talked about. I really think people will pay attention to it. I feel like I'm looking forward to are. the next one. Yeah, me too. Let's do it. We got a lot of croissants. We do have a lot of croissants. We, we should get off this uh, podcast and eat those. And then we should work out. Yes, absolutely. Are you down? Sure. Are you down? Let's yeah. do it. Okay. Cool. Well, uh, thanks, guys. Chocolate croissants episode one. Send some questions. Post some comments. Let us know what you think. We definitely want feedback. We want to know how badly we suck or how awesome we are so we can keep evolving and making this as good as it possibly can be. But once again, thank you to Road Mics. Shout out because to Road. we sound Matt. pretty good because of them. Yes. Yes. And and one Mitch. love for Stick Stickly, wherever you may be out there. Ah. And where's Waldo? Yeah. On that note. All right, guys. See ya. Goodbye.